Welcome to the Spirited Leaders Podcast. Here we dive into all things leadership, spirituality, business, mindset, wealth, and energy to inspire and empower you to make the impact you're here for while loving your life. I am your host, Rachel White, coach, speaker, published author, and the creator of the Spirited Leaders brand, including this podcast and our magazine. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, for the, I was about to say the Gentle Podcast, our old name for the Spirited Leaders podcast. I have a guest with me, Crystal Nicole. Welcome, Crystal. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So excited to talk to you today. So Crystal is a spiritual weight loss coach, clinical social worker, and is it pageant title holder? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. So um, Crystal, do you want to tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you got into the work of spiritual weight loss and all the other things that you're focusing on in your business right now? Yeah. So I guess it kind of started when I started my personal development journey was really um, back in 2017. And before then I was just such a negative person, um, just really like a bad perfectionist. And I was driving, I think myself and everyone around me crazy at the time. Um, And so that's when I really dove into personal development and learning about spirituality and manifestation. And things just started to really shift around me really quickly. Um, And it was like, for the first time, I was able to see how the world was working for me and not against me. Um, And so then kind of fast forward, and in 2018, I started grad school, um, ended up moving across the country, uh, started grad school for clinical social work, um, and just had a lot of life changes at one time. And in the midst of that, gained like 30 pounds within a year, um, and was the heaviest weight I'd ever been. Before then, my whole life, I fluctuated kind of within the same 10 pounds, and like none of the physical things I was doing were helping with my weight. Like I was eating healthy, I was working out, I was doing the things and I wasn't seeing the results. And so it kind of forced me to take a step back and start to apply what I had learned about manifestation and what I had learned about spirituality to my weight loss. And then when I did that, it was like kind of like the same reawakening I had. And it was like everything just fell into place. I mean, the first week that I really started intentionally using this stuff to lose weight, I lost four pounds in one week. And after I was able to like start losing weight and getting more confident again, um, I just knew that there are so many other women who struggle with weight loss and struggled, you know, with what I struggled with and didn't realize that there was another way to do things besides just focusing on the action. Um, So that's when I really wanted to put together you know, my clinical side, having gone to grad school for therapy, along with learned my like knowledge of spirituality and manifestation to help other women lose weight and take control of their health. Mm. Amazing. And for those Australian listeners, 30 pounds is about 14 kilos ish, if, if <laughs> that conversion pointed out. Amazing. So I think it's, it is really powerful to point out that sometimes like the extra weight that we're holding on to, there are spiritual practices instead of just focusing on kind of like the mainstream is 
like eat less, exercise more. Like there's so much more to that dynamic in the relationship between the weight we're holding um, on our body. So do you want to talk a little bit about like, what is the spiritual relationship with holding on extra weight? And what are some examples of like the spiritual practices or like, what did you actually have to move through in order to shift that experience? Yeah. So I think, I think extra weight on our body is our soul trying to express itself. And it's our soul trying to tell us that there's something that needs to be worked on um, that we're not working on. And so when we think that, you know, if we think of ourselves as our soul living inside of our bodies and, you know, we experience this external world, it passes through our physical body. And so if we're not careful about what we're experiencing or we're not working through that, then that's getting stuck on what is essentially like the barrier between our soul and our external world. Mm. Interesting. Really, really cool perspective. So what are some of the, so you said it's an indication that there's something that needs to be worked on. Like what, what's an example? Is it so individual or are there some common themes around what the actual thing to work on? Um, I, I think it's, well, I think uh, it's individual because every person has their own experience, but I think common themes are if we have a trauma that we haven't addressed, um, a lot of women will gain weight after having a traumatic experience. Um, if we're not acknowledging that something that happened to us was traumatic, for instance, a lot of women, you know, struggle with losing weight after having a baby because they're not really at a point where they can acknowledge that their childbirth was traumatic because that's such a hard thing to, you know, like sit with. <laughs> Um, so if we have traumas and we haven't acknowledged them, that's a good indicator. Um, a lot of it is also just our self-worth. Uh, you know, I think a common thing people struggle with is not feeling like they're good enough, not feeling like they're worthy enough. Um, and so those root things, and I always like to say the thing that sex, weight loss, and money all have in common is power. And so when we've allowed ourselves to feel powerless in situations and we we're, we're manifesting feeling powerless in our own bodies. And so when we step back into a place of power, we can take control over our life and over our bodies again. Mm. Yeah. So you pointed out that like the common thread between sex, money and weight loss is power. Do you want to expand a little bit more, like dive a little deeper into that relationship and like how us like holding on to extra weight or stepping out of our power and it being expressed through these ways, like how does it really ripple through the rest of our life? Because I think that like, like I just want to note that like holding on to extra weight isn't something anyone needs to feel shame for. It's not like necessarily a bad thing or something that prevents you from loving yourself and embracing your body and loving your body. It is just that it can be an indication that there are like metaphysical or spiritual things that you're holding on to that could serve you to release and shifts in your body may result from them. So do you want to kind of just, just go a little deeper, like into those themes around how like holding on to extra weight doesn't necessarily stop us from living our life and loving ourselves, but also how it can ripple into other areas of our power, whether that's like our sexual relationships, our money, our business, whatever else. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think 
right? Because I think at any time we get to live an amazing life exactly where we are now without making any changes. And then we get to live an amazing life with those changes. Um, I always say things get to be great now and great later. Um, and so I think that that's part of it is women get caught up in this dynamic of when I lose this weight, then I'll be free to do those things. And you're always free to do those things. And so um, I think when you are really able to live a life that you would end up like, if you're able to live the life you would now at your dream weight is when the weight will probably start to fall off because you're not letting that hold you back. Um, and for me, I competed in my first pageant at a weight that I wasn't crazy about, but I wasn't gonna let me not being like a thousand percent in love with where I was because there are things I wanted to work on stop me from living the life I wanted because then that was me giving the weight to something else that, or me giving the power to something else that wasn't me. Mm. And so I think when we get to say like, you know, where I am today in life, I get to live this amazing, you know, life, no matter what we can take back that power. And so I think when we feel like, I think your weight is only the issue that it is to you, if that makes sense. So like, if like, for instance, where I was two years ago, it was a big issue to me. I felt so much shame about it. Um, I hate getting dressed in the morning. I hated looking in the mirror. And so then I was manifesting more issues related to that because I was feeling shameful all day. I was attracting more shame into my life. Um, but if you are not in a point where like you don't have that shame, then it's not gonna be a shameful experience for you. Um, and so if you think like there's so many you know, I feel like more so in the media now than ever, there's so many like women, plus size women, and they have like more inclusive uh, underwear lines, bikini lines. And so those women are like a thousand percent confident and, you know, love their body. And then like they get to, they get to be there today. And then that wasn't where I was at the time. <laughs> mm. Like, I think, um, you know, Oprah's really big here. And, you know, Oprah talks a lot about how, you know, she was on television and her weight was always up and down, but that never stopped her from showing up. Um, and so I think, yeah, like your weight gets to be whatever it is to you. And so everyone's journey is different. Um, and so if you're at a place where like, you're like, I love the way I look, I feel great. Like, you know, this is where I want to be, then that's like a great experience for you. And then if you're like, well, I love the way I look today and I want to look a little better tomorrow, then that gets to be your experience because you've said that gets to be your experience. Mm. Yeah. I think that's really powerful to point out. So um, yeah, like I, I just think it's important in, in conversations about weight loss because it is such like, it can be a triggering subject for some people that like, even though we're talking about ways to, lose weight from like a manifestation spiritual perspective we're by no means saying you have to go and lose weight anyone has mm -hmm. to speak on these it's if you decide that you want to for whatever reason is motivating you so i would love to talk about like your themes around manifesting weight loss what does that actually look like what does it entail what what's the process or like what can you share around that yeah, so I like to break my spiritual weight loss framework into three parts, which is mindset, spirituality, and then the action piece. Um, so I think for mindset, and this is where I really bring you know my therapeutic background into it, is that your beliefs create your feelings, or your beliefs create your thoughts, which create your feelings, which create your actions, which create your reality, 
which, you know, enforces your beliefs again. And so, so many of us in every aspect in life, I think, especially in health and fitness, start at the action piece and then want the next results, but we're not getting to the belief piece, which is where we kind of need to start, which is the foundation. And so setting you know, your intentions behind things and doing things from a place of love and not from a place of shame or punishment. And so, you know, so many people go to the gym because they feel guilty or they feel like they have to to earn dinner, but that's not going to get you the results you want going to the gym because it feels good to you if that's something you enjoy and you like how you feel afterwards and doing it from a place of love, that intention is going to be so much more amplified than doing it from a place of hate. Mm. Definitely. And I saw, like, I love thinking about in terms of working out in the gym, like just asking a simple question of how, how would you move your body if you knew it wasn't going to change the look of your body? And that kind Mm. of allows us to look at exercise in a different way. Like what's actually, what movement is actually going to make me feel good? Not that, like you said, you don't have to work out to earn dinner, to earn anything, And yeah, so we're allowed to move and love movement, but we don't need to do it in any way that doesn't actually feel energizing or beneficial to us. Right. And something I like to always ask is like, if you woke up today with, you know, your Pinterest dream body, what would you believe? What would you feel? What would you think? And what would you do? Mm -hmm. And so you wouldn't do things out of a place of shame. You wouldn't And if you woke up with your dream body, you wouldn't be afraid to eat a cookie because you're like, well, I already got my dream body. So there's no reason to be afraid to eat things. Um, There's no reason that you should be, you know, feeling you have to work out to try and get some result. You should just want to work out because it feels good to you. Um, Or if you don't want to work out because it doesn't feel good to you, then you shouldn't feel like you have to. Mm, So for the the mindset piece really changing those beliefs um and then getting to the root of why do you believe the why do you believe the beliefs you do so is that you know how was your childhood played into you know how did you see your body as a kid how did maybe your mom or your sister see like how did you see them see their bodies um and so what do you believe about that and so like we believe it's shameful to have a body that we think is really sexy. We're not going to have that because we're not going to get anything we don't believe we can have, or we're not going to get anything that we think is going to bring more negativity onto us. Um, So definitely starting with the belief piece and then with the spirituality piece, healing those parts of us that might be, um, you know, that there might have been that trauma or that, it's not even necessarily trauma, but I think emotions that weren't fully processed, you know, emotions are just energy in motion. And when those emotions get stuck, they get stuck in our body. And so like just literally shaking them off, you know, so many people repress their feelings and they don't deal with them. And I think that is a big thing that can lead to extra weight in people is when you have just avoided your feelings. Um, And so one thing I try and like work with people about is cravings and so when you're craving something ask yourself like just very quickly what am I actually craving in this moment and a lot of the times it's not the food you're craving it can be something else like today I thought I was craving like a brownie and I was like well what am I actually craving and I was like well I actually just want to relax yeah that's such a powerful point and like just sharing a little bit of my personal story I so like growing up I like growing up I didn't really have the most healthy relationship with food and like early like 
reflecting in my adult life, I really realized that the only time I could fully relax was when I was eating. It was like the only time nothing was expected of me. Like if there was like chores to do or I needed to go somewhere or need to do homework, it would always, if I was eating, then everyone would be like, okay, you can do it when you finish eating. So it was like, that was the only time I had to relax. And so often like for me, like if I'm like, oh my God, I just want to binge eat stuff. It like, I feel the same. It's like, oh, actually, like I actually just want to relax. And those old patterns kind of like come up now and again. Yeah, it's good to get to where the root of it is. Um, that's such a good insight. I, yeah, that like relaxation is so often associated with food. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, really working on, on getting to those things and being able to give your, your soul and yourself what it needs, um, which for me today was relaxation and probably not a cupcake. Um, (laughs) And also just focusing on, um, this is, it almost seems counterintuitive, but I like to think that like weight loss is the last thing you should be focusing on. You -hmm. should be focusing on feeling your best every single day. And so like physically, like, do you feel rested? Do you feel hydrated? Do you, you know, feel not anxious? Um, You know, those things. And I think when you feel good, when your energy levels are good, when you're practicing good energy management um, and your mindset is in check, I think weight loss is almost the byproduct of having lived this healthy lifestyle and not just healthy and necessarily like food and exercise, but physical health, emotional health, mental health, Um, when those things are, you know, kind of intact, I think for a lot of people, if that's what they're desiring, the weight loss is just the byproduct of that. Mm. And when we focus on like feeling good, sometimes what is in like your best interest is eating the brownie and enjoying it and then Mm -hmm. thinking about it for the rest of the day. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes. And I don't, and that's what, like, I have a huge sweet tooth. And so I always tell clients, like, there's no reason that you should feel like you, you should have this, you know, tug and pull with the brownie, just eat the brownie (laughs) and just eat the brownie from a place of love and not from like a negative spot. And then it won't mean anything. (laughs) Mm, Definitely. Are there any other like areas? So, okay. So that was the first two. And then the third step was, was it action? Action. So really kind of going back is I think once your mindset is in check about the action you take, and once you are focusing on healing yourself and giving your soul what it needs, um, and really connecting with your soul, connecting back with intuitive eating. um, So I think, you know, with like binge eating and things like that, like when you're in tune with your body, you're not going to feel called a lot of these times to have, like for me, I was a really big late night snacker. And once I was in tune with my body, I realized that that didn't physically feel good to me. And so that wasn't something that served me any longer. So once your spirituality, once your mindset and then your soul is connected again, then when you take the action, even if you were taking the same action before, it is just going to be so much more magnetized because it's from a place of just pure love now. Mm, definitely I was wondering if you could talk so you mentioned intuitive eating do you think there's still a place for like informed eating and um like learning about nutrition in this process because I I think that some of this confusion comes from starting at the action point first but for some people that might think like I just don't know how to eat healthy like I don't know what I should be eating do you think there's still a place for like learning about 
the impact that certain foods have and things like that? Or do you think it all will just be intuitively led through everything once we've gone through the mindset and the spiritual work first? I think that there is still a place to learn about like the practical action side of things and knowing what to eat healthy, knowing what maybe specifically irritates you or doesn't feel good to you. And then I think when, when I think when our mindset is in check and you know, we kind of healed our soul a little bit, I think we're going to be guide, really led to be guided by certain things. So for me, when I focused on those two things, the third thing that I was guided to was actually gut health. And so that's when I was like, guided to, it literally just like fell in my lap one day and I became obsessed learning about gut health and all of these symptoms I had were related to gut health and I focused on you know balancing my gut health and when you balance your gut health you also balance your hormones a lot of time in women and uh, hormonal imbalances is like the main physical reason that women can't lose weight mm-hmm. um, and so I felt guided to those things and so I think when we are when we are connected with our soul, our soul will let us know what we need, what is needed for the physical side. So for some people that's learning about nutrition, for some people that's learning about, um, you know, maybe what foods don't sit well with them personally, what food intolerances or allergies they may have, but not have been aware of before then. Mm. And so I think it's, there's always a place to learn about the physical things. And then I think once you focus on the other things first, you will learn about the physical things that are prevalent to you. Yeah. And it just highlights again, the importance of the order, because if we went straight to the action, like it's easy to be like, Oh, I need to learn about gut health. I need to learn about vegetables. I need to learn about this, this, and this. And if we focus on all these things, it's kind of easy to get pulled into, Oh, maybe this method will work. Maybe this method will work. But if we're really in tune with like our soul first, like you said, we'll be led to the actual practical thing that is going to help us. Right, because everyone is so individual. Maybe, you know, this person, what they really want need to focus on on a soul level is macros, but this person, it's gut health, and this person, it's, you know, food allergies. Um, you know, this person, it's like an underlying health condition. It's so individual that this one size fits all, you know, calorie counting, health model is never going to work for people because we're such individual people. Mm. I love that so much. Is there any other topics that you would really, or just anything you would really love to say? Anything else? That we- um, I just think that the the basis of spiritual weight loss is really increasing your self-love and increasing your self-worth and falling back in love with yourself where you are right now. There is nothing that like ever needs to be changed about you for you to love yourself more. I think I myself, I've always been caught up in that. If I woke up earlier, I could be more lovable. Or if I was nicer to my, you know, my boyfriend, I'd be more lovable. But you know, you, whoever you are, as you are this very second is immensely worthy of all the love and all the worth in the world. And when you focus on that, that's when you really get to step back into your power. And that's when you really get to see all these other changes. Yes, I love that so much. And I think that is such a beautiful place to wrap us up. Like just everything you just said, I love that. Everyone's so worthy of love, their own love. And yeah, so much worthiness in every moment, regardless of how much you weigh, how you look, or literally any 
anything else. Always worthy of love. So thank you, Crystal, so much for coming and talking about spiritual weight loss and the process and everything else you've shared. I really loved this conversation. So thank you for being here. Um, Just to finish up, where can everyone find you online if they would really love to connect with you and learn more about your message and what you do? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This is an amazing conversation. Um, if you want to find me online, the best place is Instagram at xocrystalnicole um, or my website, which is xocrystalnicole.com. Amazing. And all those links will be in the show notes as usual. So thank you again, Crystal. Have an amazing day to you and everyone here listening. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have loved this episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram story at by Rachel White. Reach out to me anytime with your insights and questions. Have a beautiful day.